Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Thanks for joining me today. Let's pray together. Well, we're coming into the back half of this series called A Greater Movement that we've been doing here at New Hope, looking at our desire to see God move in a greater way amongst the next generation during our lifetime. That's something I've been praying about for a long time. The church has been praying with me. I know you've been praying with me. And last week, Van preached a sermon. We've been doing that. We've been kind of tying this podcast with the sermon series. Last week, Van preached a sermon talking about how a greater movement requires effort, organization, volunteers, the whole church to organize behind what's going on. And Van is actually out on vacation, so I wasn't able to grab him for this series. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to grab Christy Busher today because she is at the heart of exactly what Van was talking about during his sermon on Sunday. So thank you for joining me, Christy. You're welcome, Jonathan. I'm super excited to be here. Now, I know that this podcast is kind of just a sideline to your other main podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is with Tyler Yoakum. Right. Now, I got to I gotta be honest with you. I'm not nearly as funny as Tyler Yoakum. So. Oh, mercy. Well, you're not going to give me nearly as hard of a time either. <laughs> I so would suspect. Hopefully, there's no threats of violence or anything. Like, I'm wanting to keep right. this completely clear. Right. Well, okay. And you even just have a better title, Praying Together. You know, he calls our little segment Hot Goss. And I right. want to, I actually, if you haven't been a big listener, Jonathan, I wanted to call it tidbits because it's supposed to be like calendar stuff, like what's coming up behind the scenes, giving people mm-hmm. a, an earlier look at things. So I wanted to call it tidbits with Tyler and Christy. He, didn't he like insists that. upon hot goss. And I'm like, oh, brother. He says it stands <laughs> for hot gospel. Oh, yeah. But then he refers to so. it as hot gossip. Oh, see, that's that's a sin, actually. So see, coming to this podcast called Praying Together just feels Do you feel better. a little dirty coming from the other podcast? Yeah, exactly. It just feels so inappropriate. <laughs> oh, shoot. So this one already feels great. And Good. you know that I'm one of the biggest fans of this because of my son, Ben, oh, yeah. who insists that we listen to every single one. So <laughs> I was thinking about that. I thought, man, I've got to be one of the top. you got to step it up. I've got a badge. I should have a badge for like one of the top listeners. <laughs> top fan. Oh, that's great. So it's good that it's time for me to finally be on here. Well, for those of you who don't know, New Hope does have another podcast called New Hope Underground and Tyler and Christy have a Chris I know. T. He calls me Chris. I know. It's so weird. It and it throws weird. me off. I know. It is weird. But anyway. Uh, they have a segment on there called Hot Goss or Tidbits with Tyler and Christy, whichever one you want to go with. That's right. And uh, you all should go check that one out. But hey, let's talk about Van's sermon for just a little bit. He kind of had three points. I'll review those real quick. And then I just kind of want to plunge into your world of children's ministry so that, mm-hmm. because I feel like your your arena. Now, we could have picked the connection team that Amanda leads. We could have picked the administration team mm-hmm. here at New Hope. There's so many different teams that are playing out what Van was talking about, but yours is next generation focused. And I wanted to just tear yours apart for a little bit here. Perfect. But his three points were a greater movement will face conflicts and problems. And he talked about the widows and how there was uh, actually accusations of racism between the Jewish widows and the Hellenistic or the Greek widows and how the Greek ones felt like they weren't getting a fair share of the food that was being distributed in the church, which just kind of wild that this has happened just a few chapters after the church has barely started. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you think about that. It's just, it's an intense situation. Um, so then his next point was a greater movement will require practical wisdom and organization. So, so to solve this problem, the early church raised up leaders, found some men that were godly and equipped to handle this business. And he underlined the word business Mm -hmm. in that scripture. And then a greater movement must identify, raise up and empower others to serve and lead. Talking about how the apostles said, look, our gifting is prayer and teaching the word of God. We we're not gifted in waiting on tables, so we're going to we're going to push this to these other guys, you know, Stephen and Philip and these other men that they had raised up, and just talking about how that's absolutely essential for the work of the church to continue. Talk about children's ministry and how you see this playing out a little bit, because I feel like all three of these points, man, I've I, that's how I got started at New Hope mm-hmm. was volunteering in your children's ministry. So just talk a little bit about how essential volunteers are to what's going on in children's ministry. Yeah, that's so good. Well, the volunteers are the heartbeat of everything that we do. I mean, truthfully, I could have run some numbers for you, but I mean, we have, gosh, probably close to 200, if not more than 200 volunteers between all three campuses in children's ministry. And when you think about that, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yes. So they, when we say like they're the heartbeat of everything that we do, we actually really mean that. Like, yes. you know, we just can't pull this off with a handful of, of That's staff kind of a have. secret fear of mine is someday I'm going to show up on a Sunday morning. It's just you. And all of the volunteers have quit. <laughs> right. They've all called in sick, That's you know. That's a terrible nightmare. Oh, it is, isn't it? Doesn't that kind of make you start sweating a right. little bit? Yeah. And it's just, you just realize how essential right. people are to doing the ministry. Yeah, for sure. In fact, one thing that we will often say on staff is, hey, remember... You're not supposed to be focused on kids or youth or whatever the thing is. You're supposed to be focused on your volunteers. Right. Because then your volunteers are the ones that are going to pour into Mm -hmm. those kids. And And the volunteers will be able to do it more effectively Mm -hmm. than we can. Right. Why is that? Why is it that they can do it more effectively than we can? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. <laughs> Why can they do it more effectively than we can? Well, they're the, they're the boots on the ground, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can do all the behind the scenes planning in the world. And yet when push comes to shove, I mean, they're the ones in the classroom. And I think New Hope has done a really good job with the philosophy of um, letting the people doing the ministry make the decisions for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I even try to, you know, it can be simple things like, what new things do you need in your classroom to be effective? Or, you know, how is this curriculum working for you? Or things like that. But I mean, they're the ones doing it. And so then, I mean, they're they're the ones seeing it play out on a Sunday morning. So they're most effective because they're right there doing the work. And then they can give us feedback. And we love supporting them in that way. Yes. Because they're the ones actually seeing how does this plan work out in real time, I guess yeah, you could absolutely. say. Absolutely. Uh, kind of an example. A couple of weeks ago in our children's ministry out at the Newton campus, a volunteer came to Johanna and was talking to her about a story that a kid had told her mm-hmm. about a pet that had died and just, you know, having to really engage with this child on her hamster had died and remembering this and trying to process it because I think the kid had actually squeezed the hamster. And yes. And so there was a whole, there was a whole thing that happened there. And the fact is that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of those kind of interactions that happen mm-hmm. on a weekly basis here right. at New Hope Church with our kids, right. with our youth. I mean, it might not be hamsters with the, maybe it's hamsters with the youth. Right. I don't know, <laughs> you know, but 
if Christy had to sit down with each child that had one of those stories and wipe their tears and help them stop crying and show them some Bible verses and, and coach them through them. that, pray with them, all of these things. It's just not, it's just not even possible. <laughs> right. It's not even possible. And you have to have volunteers. The church require, it's a requirement. It's not an right. option. Right. We have to have people that are capable of sitting down and hearing the hamster story. Right. They're the ones, the volunteers are the ones with the relationships. Mm-hmm. We always say that we're so big in children's ministry on relationships. We describe relationships being kid to kid because there's value there. And seeing that kids your age are going through similar things in school or in life or at yeah. home or whatever, the relationship then between the adult volunteers and the kids, the relationship between the student volunteers and the kids, because you know, the student volunteers are the cool ones. Right. <laughs> and then with all of those relationships pointing towards a relationship with Christ, I mean, that's the ideal situation, you know, in each one of those, they're pointing that friend, that student, whatever, towards Jesus. So anyway, those volunteers can be so effective because they're the ones doing it. They're the ones building that relationship. Absolutely. I think of uh, this scripture, and we're actually going to use this scripture later during our prayer time. It's the last one from Matthew 9. Jesus has been going around through towns and villages teaching and all these other things, and he and he kind of sees a huge crowd in front of him, and it says he had compassion on them because they were bewildered and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. And I feel that sometimes as I think about my job and as I think about our church, mm-hmm. there's kind of a crushing weight of just the sheer number of people and the sheer number of stories that are walking into our buildings right? Needing every week. love and care and attention. Like, like you said, those relationships, mm-hmm. needing a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest ready fields. Yeah. I love that prayer. Mm-hmm. Number one, because it's a, it's a clear prayer that God has told us to pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we should be praying it. Right. Uh, number two, because that, I, that is the need that we feel as staff. I, so as, as staff, we kind of are the, the point of the spear sometimes for knowing what the needs are. And we realize that need is so heavy mm-hmm. for people to cut. Like you say, we have 200 volunteers. I'm sure we could use 400. We absolutely need more everywhere. <laughs> Every it's, single it's place. It's quite shocking, actually. Yes, yes. There are holes in the volunteer schedule every week. That's exactly right. That are needing to be filled. And... So anyway, that leads me to the next point, which is I feel that a lot of times we come to church and people are looking to be filled up. Mm-hmm. And I, this is this is a this is an interesting thing for me that I'd love to pick your brain about. Is a lot of times folks fe- feel like one of the bewildered sheep. Mm-hmm. How do we grow from becoming a bewildered sheep to being one of the harvest workers? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we go from you know, okay, we just showed up at New Hope. What's the what's the process right. for all of this? Right. You know, and how do we how do we lead people to the place where now they can go give to others? Right. What are your thoughts on that? So how do we lead them from being the one that needs poured into to being yes. one that's able to pour into other people? Is mm-hmm. that what you're kind that's, of asking? Yeah, exactly. And what a process that is. And even when we're to a place where we feel like we have something to give, I mean, we still need to be filled up. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, 
I mean, I think it sounds like such a um, cookie cutter answer, such a church answer to just be like, I mean, the only way we're going to get filled up is by reading our Bibles and in prayer and in community and all those things. But the truth is, that's really the answer. I mean, you know, I remember Tyler Sturkey, our um, lead pastor, giving us an example one time at a staff meeting where he had a pitcher and he... um, he was pouring water into it. I'm trying to remember the exact analogy. He was pouring water into it and acting like, you know, that's whenever we're reading our Bible, spending time with God, worshiping, praying, all those things. And then he took the pitcher and he poured a little bit out. You know, I, I give to this person. I have a, com- a hard conversation here. I pray with someone. I, a hamster you know, conversation. Yes, I have all these just life. I mean, <laughs> life just drains us, does it not? It, it does, yes. But he just talked about, he like then took and he filled a pitcher up and he just kept pouring it in. So then the original container started to overflow. Mm -hmm. And his point was that we have to be giving out of our overflow. So if we aren't making sure that we are getting filled up through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have nothing really to give other people. Mm. So how do we go from being needing to be filled versus being able to pour into other people? I think that is by kind of that church answer of spending time with God, worshiping, being in community, just making sure that we are are continually striving to draw closer to Christ. Right. Because we can't invest in others in our own strength, in our very limited, you know, what we have to give. We're going to go empty very quickly. Yes. But when we're drawing close to God and when we're relying on Him to be our strength, boy, all of a sudden maybe something even kind of wise comes out of us. <laughs> or, you know, we just have the capacity to love others the way that Christ calls us to because we're spending time with him. And Absolutely. I feel like it's when someone shifts from being dependent on others for their relationship mm-hmm. with God to when they are com- calling on God themselves. Right. Man, you've probably already crossed that bridge and you're ready to start pouring into other people. And... I think about even my own story. I remember uh, you were looking for worship leaders for kids ministry. We were. Elementary. Yes. And so you were talking with Lucas Golden and Mm -hmm. saying, who do you know that could do that? And he said, I think Johanna, Mm -hmm. who's my wife, I think Johanna can can, sing. Maybe you should talk with her. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was Lucas that reached out to her or you. I can't remember which one, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) it's so funny because... Johanna comes to me and she says, they just asked me if I would volunteer in kids ministry to help lead worship. And I had such a negative response. You personally did? Oh, 100%. Did I not ever tell you this, Kristen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, think so. Oh, yeah. I had, no desi- I had no desire. I had no desire to do this. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and because we were in the middle of so much, we had just moved back to Illinois. Yes, I do know My that. mother-in-law was dealing with cancer. Financially, right. we were not in a good place. Uh, I had just started a new job mm-hmm. in IT. We're living in my in-laws' basement. Like there was just so many things wrong, right. and I'm going. We're going to add one more thing to this. Mm. Are you serious? Right. And I'd been a member of churches for years, grown up in the church, followed Jesus my whole life, but just had no desire. I wanted to go to church and just sit there. Right. Honestly, you wanted to be poured into. I did because I felt like a very empty, sure, very empty pitcher. If mm-hmm. we're using Tyler Sturkey's analogy, right. And I was, I'm just looking at it. It was not a fun time of life. Not a couple of years that I'd like to relive, to right, be honest. For sure. And, uh, but Johanna said, but they said I could sing. I think I need to do this. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, well, okay, well, if you're going to do it, I'll come do it with you. Cause I right. know how to play guitar just a little bit. 
So we wind up going into kids ministry. I had a bad attitude the first couple of weeks, <laughs> if I'm being honest. You are a good faker. Uh, well, <laughs> you decided to fake it till I'd, you can make it. I'd been in church a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm faking it and uh, I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with those kids. And I looked forward to the weeks when we would lead worship more than the weeks when we just mm. got to go sit in the auditorium and listen to the sermon and listen to and worship with the music. I mean, all that was really good too. Right. But when we became active participants, yep. it's like God started pouring back into us and we started building relationships with you and the other volunteers in there. And it, it became a key part of our spiritual growth and yeah. our spiritual lives. And, and it became a key part of plugging into this church and making this church, our community and building those relationships that we're so desperately needing. And right. all of the things that we so needed, God provided through that experience for us. So and cool. it's so weird how we joined in order to pour into other people mm-hmm. and God wound up filling us up. I love it. In that process. Right. And it just kind of goes back again, another scripture that we're going to be using during our prayer time here in a couple minutes. First Corinthians 12 talks about now there are different gifts, but the same spirit and there are different ministries, but the same Lord and there are different results, but the same God who produces all of them and everyone to each person. The manifestation of the spirit is given for the benefit of all. Mm-hmm. It's given for the benefit of other people, not just yourself. When you're, when you receive the spirit, it's not just so that it makes you feel better, makes your life better, makes your relationships better. It's for everyone else as well. And so anyway, it's just it's just cool to me to see how God is behind all of this. Very cool to see. God saves us. He takes us from being a bewildered sheep mm-hmm. to someone who has gifts. And then he calls us into this field to go work. Yep. And that's what Van was talking about on Sunday. Yep. That's what he was talking about on Sunday. Yep, for sure. I was looking at a couple, I was, you know, you've, put the three points, which I was in the service. I heard the three points and it's just kind of interesting as I, you know, you said, we're just going to talk about children's ministry and my brain goes so many different directions. But (laughs) as I look at that second and third example there, a point, I should say the second one, I remember when Van was talking about how in children's or in, in a a greater movement will require practical wisdom and organization. And he was saying like, you know, that, um, sometimes people say, you know, the spirit led, like, remember when he gave the example of the church service was going to go an hour long and because the spirit was moving, which oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a true thing. Yeah. Like we clearly believe in the power of the Holy spirit, Absolutely. but he talked about how in the children's ministry, they'd run out of all the food and they'd run out of diapers and they'd run out of things to do. And the kids were tired and cranky and they were like, we aren't feeling the spirit move here. But it was just interesting because I think new hope does have, we've been around long enough that we have a lot of systems and practices and policies in place. You think of like everything from safety and security to just, you know, we train our volunteers on like classroom management. I mean, you Mm. legitimately have to know, like, how can I, using the sheep idea, how can I herd these 20 children and like help them actually learn about Jesus? And Mm, I think it's so cool that we just remember that, yes, there's practical wisdom and organization and it's spirit led and it can be both. And like we, we do ask Jesus to guide our plans and our events and all those things. But I love that point because I'm a pretty organized person and I'm pretty big into like the systems and the processes and all that. Yeah. But clearly we want all of our ministries here to be spirit led. 
And then I love that last point that he made that a greater movement, like if we really want to see a greater movement in and through New Hope Church and in this next, in each new generation, we've got to identify, raise up and empower others to serve and to lead. And that's what you're talking about going from being the sheep who like kind of is lost and looking around like what's up to being somebody who's, you know, in that relationship with Christ and able to give to others. And Van used a phrase that we use around here behind the scenes a lot of a high capacity volunteer yeah. And I think that we, as the paid staff, are called to give ministry away, so to speak, like to say, you know, I see this gifting in you. You just referred to that scripture we're going to read that talks about the gifts. And like, we don't want to hoard all the ministry. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, how can these volunteers do a better job really than we can? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We don't want to hoard all this. We want to give ministry away. We want to empower people. That's one of our behind the scenes values that we have yeah. is to equip and empower and encourage other people. So I guess for people who are listening, whether it's kids ministry, youth ministry, like you talked about, we have administrative teams, host teams, all sorts of teams. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just picked you as one example exactly of all right. the I was things willing. that are going on. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and yeah, I was willing, but we just, we really do for anybody who's listening you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be a biblical scholar. You don't have to be just, I I sometimes have been communicating with parents lately using the phrase, you don't have, we're not calling you to be some super Christian. No, it's, it seems intimidating when you're first looking at it. It feels very intimidating. Feels like, Oh, am I qualified for this? Do I have the tools for this? Yes. We're not asking you to have the tools. We're asking you to step out. Yeah. And watch God do the work through you. It's so true. It is really, it's, and you get to be in the middle of it. It It's such a neat opportunity. Right. And so I want to move to the prayer time. I want to say two things real quick before we jump into the prayer time here. First of all, this, the title of this podcast is pray together. And this feels like a very nuts and bolts type topic of volunteers and what we're calling you to do and doing work, whether it's in children's ministry or any other of the ministries here at New Hope. But Prayer really has to be the center of it. And so everyone that hears this, I'd ask you to be praying about two things. Number one, what is my role in the church? How has God gifted me? And how can I use those gifts? So that's the first one. What is, what is my role, Lord? Pray, pray a prayer of self-examination, bring yourself before God and say, what, what is it that you want me to do? The second way to pray over this is the the prayer for workers in the harvest field. And and we're going to pray that as one of the prayer prompts here today. Pray that God sends other people into the field. If you're already praying, you're already working, be praying that God sends more. Yeah, that's so good. Because we need need more. We definitely need more. Let's jump into our prayer time, Christy. I will have you go ahead. The The way the prayer prompts work, for those of you that are hearing this for the first time, Christy's going to read a scripture And then I'm going to read just a short prayer that I wrote. There's nothing magical about this prayer. Uh, It's just a prayer I wrote off the top of my head, but it's just something to kind of get you started praying in the vein of that scripture that Christy's going to read. And then we're going to have just a couple minutes of music, some background music for you to listen to as you pray your own prayers. It could be that starter prayer again. It could be whatever you need during that time. And if it's not long enough, just pause the podcast. And, and keep praying over that topic. So Christy, get us kicked off with that, uh, that first scripture there. From Galatians 5, 13 and 14. For you were called to freedom, 
Brothers and sisters, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity to indulge your flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law can be summed up in a single commandment, namely, you must love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray. Lord, you died to make us free. Help us to devote ourselves now to our new cause, which is service to each other. Don't let us squander what you've given us, and don't let us make church all about ourselves. Remove our self-centered tendencies. Instead, I pray that we would come to our gatherings motivated to love each other and serve each other. And when we come, let us be looking for opportunities to help each other. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different results, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the benefit of all. God, I pray that you'd help each one of us to understand how you've gifted us. And help us to use those gifts for the benefit of others. I pray that we would find great joy in doing what you've created us to accomplish. Help me to stop worrying about what others are doing and instead to focus on the calling and the gifting that you've given me.
The third reading is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Then Jesus went throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were bewildered and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest-ready fields. Let's pray. God, send workers. Send people into your field and inspire people to move. I pray that when people look around, they would see the bewildered and helpless sheep. I pray they would be moved to volunteer and to serve. I pray that they would be pushed into ministry by your spirit. God, you've commanded me to pray this prayer, so I pray it. Send workers into your fields. Well, thank you all for praying together with us. And thank you, Christy, for joining me today. I really appreciated your time. And I just encourage you guys, continue to take today and fasting and prayer and just pray for New Hope Church as an organization. Pray that God sends workers. Pray for yourself and how you're engaged. Even if you're already volunteering, ask yourself and pray over it and pray that God would work in your area and pray that God would continue to use you. And I'm just excited to see this greater movement happen. Exactly. It's, it is very exciting to be a part of greater movement of Christ. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. As we continue this series, everyone have a fantastic day and keep praying as we watch for this greater movement of Jesus in the next generation.